Welcome to Living Your Life for the First Time Ever. I am Kim D. Overton. I want to welcome you and thank you in advance for liking and sharing and even uh, reaching out and sending me a message and letting me know um, how it blessed you um, and different things uh, we may be able even to um, talk about. It's taken me some years to tell my story because I've had so many roadblocks and hindrance from uh, life itself and people in general. I had um, certain people that didn't want me to discuss what happened to me. They felt like I should have just moved on and lived my life and let it go. Well, I'm here to tell you I have moved on and I am living my life Matter of fact, I'm living my life for the first time ever. And it's because how the Holy Spirit has set me free. I was a victim of being raped at the age of 11. Um, My perpetrator, I knew. And um, things happened to me. It changed my whole outlook on life. And it was uh, repeatedly over and over. Um, And then I guess you can say from being raped, it was molestation. Um, But it took, it took my youth from me. And I went from being a happy, jolly, um, outgoing little girl, bubbly, um, always talking to... I pulled back, I was reserved. And I can even uh, tell you, it happened to me a week prior to going back to school for the new year. Um, I was never the same. When I went back to school, a lot of my classmates that were in the grade with me before, um, they noticed how quiet Um, how I was not talkative and that was one of the things that I was known for in school um, especially in uh, elementary Um, I used to always have my progress reports written up and it would say uh, Kim is an excellent student but she talks entirely too much Um, I just I was a people person that still is but I was raped at 11 years old and it changed my life. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think um, anybody would want me. And for years, I used to carry in the back of my mind that I couldn't get married because now I was tainted. Because my goal was, and still is, is to wait till marriage. I never had any intentions of being a person, um, being promiscuous before. You know, I, I I never had that inside of me. So after uh, those years of being raped and molested, um, I never engaged in dating. I never um, had relationship with anybody and I still haven't, and it's going to be that way until I am married. Um, it, it shapes you. It makes you think 
of yourself less than. And it's amazing how the predator um, gets away scot-free and the victim suffers. They carry all the the shame and the guilt and you're a hold um you you hold you you felt like um you were responsible for what took place it took some years before the lord was you know before i could really understand that it was not my fault and i it was not i was not the blame and um with my biological father not being in the picture on a regularly basis. Um, and that was none of his doing. And I'll talk about that down the road. Um, I didn't have a man that I could trust. So therefore it caused me to not trust easily. Um, I would do a background check on you in a heartbeat. I didn't trust easily. and um, But God has healed me in so many ways of my life. Uh, one of the ways that I began to heal was by singing. Um, I, I always loved music, always loved singing. And each time I would sing, it would just uh, bring peace to me. It would, it would calm me down. Um, it would just make me feel so close to my father, my heavenly father. And I never forget one day I was about 14, 15 in the kitchen and I was washing and drying dishes and I was singing as always. And I heard the Lord say to me, when you was in your mother's womb, I would talk to you and you would sing back to me. <laughs> I tell you. I'll never forget that day because it changed me. And I realized then and there that my gift didn't come from uh, somebody down the line in the family. It was given by God. So I cherish it. And that's why I protect the anointing on my life. And I will not sing for the devil for nothing. Um, and I've had many people telling me, oh, you could go on this and you can do that. No, this gift came from my Heavenly Father and that's who I'm going to worship with it. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, um, one of the other things that um, puzzles me um, a lot too, and I'm sure some of you have had the same kind of feeling, um, Christianity does not allow you some you know you grew up in church and nobody wants to discuss situations things that's going on um everybody wants to spiritualize everything and praise god i mean i'm not against praying and um speaking over your life but there's some things that have to be dealt with there's some issues that has to be addressed because if not Things will just lay there and it'll keep perpetuating on and on because nobody wants to deal with it. And that's what I've seen in the body of Christ. Um, when you look at the world, they have a platform for everything. They have a talk show. They have counselors for everything. And not that we are adapting the world's way, 
we're supposed to set the tone for the world. But it's a shame that we as the body of Christ don't have anything that we can um, say, okay, let's talk about this, you know, let's deal with this head on because this is something that happened and people don't want to talk about things, but that's how healing takes place. You know, the word of God says in revelation, uh, chapter 12, I believe verse 11, it talks about how they overcame by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. You cannot sit back and not tell your testimony and what the Lord has done for you. And I've seen so many times where the church wants to be quiet. They want you to be silenced about it, but time out for that. It's it's time out for that. You've had so many people sitting in the body of Christ that has gone through things, not just females, but males. You have grown men that are married and having marital problems because they were never comfortable in trusting somebody about what happened to them. Because let's just put it like it is. There's nothing like church people knowing your business and they tell it. I've had that to happen. And I'm sure many of you have had that. And that's it hurts because they don't they don't inquire because they care they inquire because uh inquiring minds want to know and they're going to tell it so when you find somebody that you can truly entrust on uh, what you've gone through and it not be a gossiping piece uh for everybody else to know you know that's it's so rare so, but I, I think that the, the body of Christ should have counseling for different things. People go through so many trauma in their lives and young and old, you got young teenagers that's going through certain things. I, I know what it feels like to, uh, wanted to commit suicide. I tried to attempt suicide three times and it didn't, it didn't work because each time I tried it, the spirit of God would say to me, you know what your outcome would be because you are aware of what you're doing. You know what this is going to end. And I'm going to tell you, I was at a point one evening. Um, I mean, I had contemplated, I, I had walked and I had sat down on a bench and I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this because I was so miserable. And I'm talking about, I was 30 something years old and I was having these contemplations about committing suicide because I didn't have anybody I could trust to tell my smile what had happened to me. So when I finally told it, there was such a release and a freedom that came on me, I can't even begin to explain. And I knew, and my friend told me, he said, you need to share your story. And I was in fear because of the predator had made me feel like nobody would ever believe me. Who's going to believe you over me? You know, and you were trained to think that way. And, um, 
it gripped me so hard and I knew my friend was right. I knew he was right. Um, I, I knew I need to tell it, but I was in so much fear of what the person's going to think. It's just amazing how the victim always considering the predator of what the predator is going to think or how they're going to feel. But when the spirit of God came on me so strongly and I was, um, had been praying recently and, and I was talking to the Lord and I heard a minister say, some of you need to do what God has called you to do. And you, what better time to do it than now? And I said, Lord, you know, I can't sit back on this any longer because it's not about me. It's about somebody else that needs to hear what I have to say. I want others to be set free and delivered just like he's delivered me. You know, and I love, I love people. I am a people person and I have compassion for people. Um, and their situations. I know what it's like, you know, to feel rejected and denied and pushed away. And you feel like, you know, nobody cares. And if somebody does something for you, it's always something in return they are expecting. I know that feeling. I've had people to tell me for all that I've done for you, you owe me. And I just be like, wow, so you never did it from a heart place. You never did it from the right place. You did it because of what you felt like you could get from me. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that a person that has not ever gone through anything, they are the most least compassionate person. You can say, oh, I walk in love. Oh, I love you. But actions are louder than words. People look at what you do. They listen, they listen to what you say and what you do should match. It should not just be a saying and no doing. So, you know, I want to start this off tonight. I hope I um, make sense to you. But I want to open the door to anybody that has felt like nobody understands what I've been through. I understand. And it doesn't happen overnight. But when God heals you, he heals you completely. He delivers you. Let me tell you something. God gave me a love in my heart toward my predator that I I I tended I tended to them when they got sick. I did certain things. I didn't hold any hatred in my heart. I don't have a, a hatred bone in my heart at all. You know, I don't hate them at all. But I know, I know I'm free. And whether it was your stepfather or stepmother, or it was your biological father or your biological mother that hurt you, because it's not always men that molest their children. Let's get this straight. It can be women too. Women can turn out a young man or turn out a young woman. 
things be going on in houses that people are not aware of. And your children grow up trying to figure out who they are. Where do I fit in? Does anybody love me? Does anybody care? I wrestled with that for years. And I felt like nobody loved me. Nobody cared. Nobody heard me. But in all of my ups and downs, God made me strong. I'm so strong today. I depend on him. He is my source. He's my only source. I don't let man take no credit for what God has done in my life. Um, I am who I am because of the Lord. And I'm going to always give him that credit. I'm going to always give it to him. He's worthy of it. I love him more than anybody and anything. He is my top priority. He is my man. (laughs) And it's all right that, hey, I've never been married and doesn't have any children. I know the day is going to come. But, you know, you have to be healed and complete. And that was the thing for me. I didn't want to bring any baggage, any uh, residue on me into a relationship. I wanted to be completely whole and healed because that was important to me. So I hope you have enjoyed this tonight. Thank you for coming in and listening to me. And just know I'll be back next week. And we'll sit down at the table again and we will be talking about living your life for the first time ever. God bless you.